Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. it apparently <laughs> you write all the music I had to defend that on her <laughs> why does he have to remember how it goes because I'm getting myself into the mood oh, why <laughs> would you not just play it then because uh, I'm recording that oh fuck me well just figure something that makes you happy like the new Zebrahead album I've loved I've, I've like just listened to it today and just, like my balls exploded all over the kitchen when I heard I, I don't listen to Zebrahead get out <laughs> do you think I was actually walking out <laughs> no, no I just I only listened to Scar in the summer they're not Scar though anymore well, they're definitely they metal are. they're definitely metal you know? metal oh yeah Zebrahead have you not heard like do you do you no I don't play them mate on, like they have a couple of Scar songs but they've definitely leaned towards like being like metal punk now the only time I'm subjected to Zebrahead is at Slam Dunk Festival don't say subjected like it's a fact <laughs> no but that always there like I know that's year. why it's like the best festival <laughs> Slammy D baby <laughs> you going this year? Uh, probably not oh boo I've not been in a few years it's been great lineups boss yeah Newfound Glory are playing aren't they? yeah Bad Religion Bad Religion yeah Ooh. and there's a band I've always wanted to see live but never have No Effects um, No Effects oh fucking hell it's a good lineup. I'm after yeah Less Than Jake <laughs> Uh, Mill and Colin. Oh, I've always wanted to see them play. Um, yeah, because last time we played, you ran off to see Soupy, didn't you? Yes, I was at the old uh, acoustic emo stage. Uh, at a loss for words to play in. Oh, I thought they'd broken up. Yeah, they're playing. What the fuck? Yeah. Liars. It's like Bowling for Soup, and they say it's the last ever UK <laughs> tour, when it's like not, not. at all. <laughs> um, well, that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a good few, mate. Anti-Flag. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of more. That yeah, you... but they've changed the venue, haven't they? It's outside now, isn't it? Mate, which is gonna be better because mm. it was used to be outside. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then they went outside inside, and which, and then they went proper inside, which was really sucked balls. Yeah. And now they're back out again. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna be like a kid in a punk rock candy store. I remember my most pop punk moment ever. I was at Slam Dunk Festival. I can't remember what year it was, but Transit were playing, and I was stood outside in the blazing sun with a piece of pizza in my hand mm. watching transit and I thought this is amazing this is the, <laughs> this is the life they broke up now as well haven't they they might have I think so well I think one of the members died oh, mm. oh that's, a, that's a downer oh, anyway yeah. welcome to Chris's Comics Podcast <laughs> this is actually a podcast about comic books believe it or not um, we should do like a, a, a pop punk podcast at some point I, I, I'm not opposed to it yeah. I'm not opposed to that but mind you it, it's hard enough to get us in one room to, to do this I mean how long's it been I mean well first of all let me introduce <laughs> us 
I'm, my name is Chris, and joining me um, after a bit of a hiatus is my resident special guest, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidet. Hello. So yeah, it's been a long time. You haven't actually, well, we haven't hung out since before Christmas properly. Yeah. To do one of these anyway. Because um, we went, we what went, did we go to the cinema to see? We went to see How to Drain Dragon 3 a yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. But that was just sitting in the cinema with you for two hours and then going home. You know, but like we haven't actually hung out in a long time. So. I nearly, I nearly like wanked off Dizzo in that cinema. Did you know? Did I tell you that? No. Like it, when this, the film started, I went to just like to because I know he was excited. I went to just grab his leg and just squeeze his leg to like go like oh it's gonna start. But I totally misplaced where my hand was when I go and I just grabbed his cock and squeezed his cock. <laughs> just as the film started, and then I couldn't exactly explain what had happened. We just had to sit in silence watching this film the whole time. He's like looking at me every so often, going, "Why did you just squeeze my cock?" <laughs> Giving him a hand move before the film yeah. starts. How to train his Amazing. his meat dragon. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been a long time since we've just hung out, so this is nice. We're going to catch up, shoot the shit, talk about what comics have been reading recently, which for me personally is a lot. So we've got a lot to get It balances through. out, because for me recently it's not a lot. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm playing catch-up. I still have to read March's comics. I've got, okay. I've got what I have referred to now as piles. Mm-hmm. I think that's the correct term. I have piles. You've got a thick stack I've got a, that you I, need to get through. Mm. Yeah, so um, we will be talking about the latest stuff we've been reading, and then we'll finally get round to talking about Ultimates Volume 2, uh, Homeland Security, uh, by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. have been saying we're going to be talking about that for months now, but yeah, finally we'll, we will be covering that. Um, but yeah, let's let's get to without any further ado. Um so I think you're I think, better starting, yeah, because I'll, I'll start. I have a feeling like everything you said... You're, you say you're going to read, I will have read. Yes. And then you're going to mention stuff I've not. Well, That's fine. Whereas if I, I, if I just speak, I'm just, you, you've definitely read it, so you might as well just go through what you've read. If I can pick up on something you, you, you've not, I will let you know. Well, I know what you've read recently. You know, I, you know I, listened to, I listened to your podcast that you brought out yesterday. Oh, lovely. So I, for the listeners that don't know, um, JB has a comic book podcast called The Undead Comic Hole? No, what's cast, it called? Cast. Com- I almost said comic crypt. This Mate, is- <laughs> honestly, I knew, I said it like once on the, on the fucking thing as well. I know, of- wet myself at the end of that episode when you were like, thanks for listening to the un- undead comic crypt. It's off Leo. Got him a brain. Speaking of Jay Leal, um, we both turned up today wearing uh, Skeleton Crew t-shirts. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we are biggest fanboys of uh, the, the <laughs> reference. And we'll send you a picture of that, Jay. Um but yeah, let's let's uh, let's dive in. Yeah, like I say, I have um, I have listened to the latest episode of Undead Comic Cast, so I know exactly what you've been reading and what you think about it. Oh good. Um, so well, that's the end of the show. Bye, yeah, everyone. <laughs> but, I'm not reading. <laughs> but for those people that haven't listened to JB's wonderful podcast, which by the way you should plug plug plug. Uh, it is just just search Undead Comic Cast on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, or your favourite podcast app or just go to www.talknerdy.uk slash podcasts and it's they're there or I'm on episode 4 now it's a, sweet it's something I'm enjoying doing it's quite cathartic so here's something I I do know that you have read mm-hmm. and I now have read mm-hmm. is Hit Girl Season 2 Issues 1 and 2 oh 
Now, see, I've only read issue one. That's the one you talked about. Yeah, so, so issue two I picked up yesterday. Oh, I should have told you to read it because I really want to talk about that one. I literally could have. It's there on the top oh, of the pile. I, I, it. And it wouldn't right. have affected the continuity of anything else I was reading. See, this is what you always say. Oh, I should have done this. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Just fucking do it, Chris. JFDI. Right. Okay, well, I, I can talk about it without giving spoilers. Um, do people talk in this one? Oh, yeah, it has dialogue. Right, so okay. So for people that don't know, Hit Girl... Season two, which is just a fancy way, a pretentious way of saying volume two, really. Yeah, and which, well, I don't um, even get why it's volume two because it's actually volume three. Yeah, but that first one came out in 2012, so that's like a six year gap. <coughs> oh, so, is this what's referring to the whole run as season two? Y- yeah, it's like volume I, two. I haven't yeah. heard it called season two since Kevin Smith's ones have come out, and that's why I got confused on my podcast. Well, so I was going, well, why the fuck is this called season two? Because he's the third writer to get involved. Because oh no, it's a fourth because we've had uh, Mexico, Canada, Rome, and now this is uh, America. This is Hollywood. So this, this is the f- America. This is America. <laughs> this is the f- this is the fourth run. It's Kevin Smith and some guy whose name I thought I could pronounce, but when I listened back to the podcast, it sounds like I sneezed. Oh, the the, the artist. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the first letter in his surname's like an O with a cross through it. Yeah, he's like know, I'm just gonna call him Olaf. Yeah, Olaf, yeah. Olaf. But Olaf is a fantastic artist. Oh, it's I gorgeous. Mean, wow. I, I was not expecting that. I mean, it's like Disney on crack, like you described it in the yeah. podcast. It's It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Dark Fang. Yeah. It's like quite Disney-fied. Yeah, very um, Dark Fang. But the, 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 the content and the subject matter is fucking dark and who, horrible. Who worked on Dark Fang? It was um, Kelsey Shannon. He was the artist and Miles Gunter. Right. Uh, so it wasn't any. It wasn't as it, anyone actually on it. No, it was. It was. <sighs> it was a, lovely to just read and and take in the colours, especially what really oh, brought yeah. it out, yeah. and just making the most sadistic of some scenes seem somewhat happy and enjoyable. Yeah, it was weird. Like, but uh, Kevin Smith's right in this. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think Kevin Smith's only on for four issues. Yeah, it will um, be four. And then it's somebody else. But yeah, I I, I haven't read uh, any Hit Girl. Uh, literally just picked it up due to your recommendation, and absolutely loved that first issue. I thought it was. Uh, it's, it's, I haven't read anything like that before. It was just so unique. The fact that well, for one, it was there was no dialogue in the book whatsoever. Mm. It just relied on the art to tell the story, and two, it provoked so many emotions in me that I haven't had reading a comic before. First, I was like horrified. I mean, for the for the listeners that haven't read it, it's essentially a school shooting that Hit Girl interrupts and saves the day, basically. But the the graphic violence on display here, it, and the way that it gets set up, it's sort of like this happy school. Everything's like everything's nice, and it looks like a Disney film or something. Mm. The and then all the of the art as well. And then all of a sudden, some kid's head just gets blown off. And you see brain flying onto the kids' faces yeah. and all sorts. It's but it's like, not drawn like... Oh, my God. It's not drawn like something from Old Man Logan or it doesn't quickly juxtapose and become this horrible, um, different art, which it, is all yeah, grisly. It's, it's, it's not dark says, like, at all. It's, it's like, like kids. the tone. It's like... Um, how can I describe it? It's sort of like... Um, did you ever watch that, that cartoon... Um, Happy, was it called? Super Happy, Happy Fun Time. Happy, Happy Tree, Tree Friends. Friends. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Yes, it is. Very um, like that. So yeah, but but then the, the fact that it's kids getting killed 
and stuff, I was like, oh my god, this is horrible. But like, I don't know, it just like fucked me up, man. And then Hit Girl comes in to like save the day and stuff. Um, and then there's that weird uh, scene at the end where she's on the plane, and then that old it... old guy like touches her thigh, and, and then she ends up just like fucking killing him and leaving him on the plane. Which like I a, love. I love like that. a knife through his head. I was. Um, that's another emotion because I was kind <laughs> of like, I've, I, I was just really happy that she'd murdered that man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was really I was happy. Like, How is that? How's this gonna go? Right, you know, she's she knows she's gonna murder him in a gruesome way, um, but yeah, I was blown away by issue one, loved it, and I was like, wow, I'm definitely gonna pick up issue two. Read issue two, and it was one of the worst comics I've ever read in my life. Oh no, it's awful, mate. I mean, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I mean, the art is still beautiful. That that's the only thing it's got going for it, though. Um, you'll see when you read it. But there's a weird sort of... Um, I mean, Kevin Smith, he's he's well on the nose of his social commentary, isn't he? Yeah. Um, there's a very obvious, on-the-nose sort of... Topic. Harvey Weinstein thing going on. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> so much so that his name's almost identical. Is it like Harvey um, Weinstein or something? <laughs> basically. But there's a scene with that at the end, and... Yeah, I just... It completely lost me, and uh, you'll see what I mean when you read it. I love Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's one of the most unusual people I've ever. He's I ever very follow. inconsistent with his writing. I think. Yeah, but it's almost why I like him because mm. you he's, never know what you're gonna get. I, you don't know what you're going to get, and you know that it's completely 100 percent always from the heart. He hasn't done something because he's lazy, yeah. or because he's been bought into by someone or. A bunch of executives who've gone. You got to make this film, or you got to write this comic. He is just writing what he believes is the right thing. And I always just say that I then, if I don't like it, it's it's not that it's bad. I just don't understand it. And that's the difference between his create creativity and someone like Zack Snyder, where I don't think that I don't understand it. I think it's shit. <laughs> mm, good point. Yeah. See, I, I was going to compare him to someone like Dan Slott or Bendis, where. I've compared those two writers to Kanye West before. Like, yeah. They do absolute greatness and absolute shite. Um, but their shite is genuinely shite, if you know what I mean. Mm. Kevin Smith is subjective, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hit Girl, Season 2, Volume 2, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I thoroughly recommend picking up Issue 1 to those who haven't, uh, because it's an experience. I... I'd recommend as well read Rome. That was really good. Yeah, that was just four issues. Rome. The, this is like the four for four, and each one has gotten better and better. The first one, Mexico, was just nothing but bloodbaths. There was no story. I didn't like it, but I just went with it. The second one, Canada, is quite good. Uh, it's a very different tone and style, and got me back on board. But then the third one, Rome, is what locked me in. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. And that's why I got dead excited now, because I was like, oh, and this is even better. We're just, Smith. Yeah, we're on, we're on a roll, and now you're just, you've just prepped me for a, 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 a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> yeah. But no, Hit Girl has been good. Let I've me know what you it. think about um, number two. I will. So, carrying on, um, you're talking about you've got piles. Man, you should see the stack on my bedside table at the moment. don't know if you saw uh, on my Instagram, but I've decided to... Um, well, basically, give up Marvel for Lent, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, like I'm not buying Marvel comics anymore. It's not really like giving up Marvel for Lent because I feel like you've you've 
already been very vocal about how much you don't like Marvel. That's like me, <laughs> that's like me saying I'm going to give up broccoli and spinach for Lent. We all know I don't eat it. Well, basically, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying for Lent is sort of like a half joke because I know that there's an X-Men event coming up that I uh, will end up picking up. Um, and you just had to Catholicise it as well, didn't you? Well... Oh, for Lent. So, so basically, yeah, I, I mean, I'll get into the reason... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Jimmy, Hold on. Jimmy's dropped my coaster. Michael Myers has hit the deck. Oh, I have to show you a photo late. Hold on. I've, I've, I've got to show you a photo now. Our friend, you're a fun boy. Yeah, he's, a, he's got had a baby, hasn't he? He's had a baby, yeah. But... Does he look like Michael Myers? No, no, oh. no, no. Um, but he went to visit her in hospital the, ne- the next day after she was born, and that's what he went dressed as. That is amazing. <laughs> so for those who can't obviously appreciate this on a podcast medium, he literally just dressed as Michael Myers and had pictures of himself stood <laughs> looking over her menacingly. Because <laughs> he can do it's his newborn, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's amazing. That actually reminds me of a time when I terrified my son. Um, he was in his cot, and um, I put on a Hulk mask, that I have and I went and stood over him and he woke up and saw me and looked absolutely terrified <laughs> I think I scarred him for life <laughs> um, so yeah but what were we talking about before Michael Myers uh, you brought oh yeah Michael my stack uh, Marvel oh that was it yeah so I'll talk about why I've given up Marvel, oh, yeah, Marvel. In, in a bit uh, but this has opened the doors for me to read my extensive back collection of comics um, I've got seven long boxes here most of which I haven't actually read what hold on like, you haven't re- I always thought this was like stuff you haven't read this I've read well I say most of it I've probably read about 70% of that 30% is stuff that I've bought and okay that's more what I believe I thought point. it was something like that if you were to tell me for example the Batman stuff that I've got I've got um, Scott Snyder, uh, his Batman run, and Batman Eternal. I've got fuckloads of Batman that I've never read, basically. So what I've decided to do is go back from the very beginning and read my Batman collection in chronological order. Um, but in typical Chris Wakefield fashion, I've decided to do it backwards. Um, so <laughs> I've actually started with Batman Beyond. Um, okay, well, that's, so, that's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, I'm plowing through that. I absolutely love it. I love it's Batman Beyond. Fantastic. I mean, I've been a sucker for Batman Beyond since I saw the cartoon um, and the movie, um, the Joker movie. What's it called? Is it called Return of the Joker? Oh, like I, I have watched it. I can't remember what it's called. Sick, that man. I love that. So film. like, I, I love the whole Batman Beyond thing. I mean, I, I love futuristic superhero stuff. I love Spider Man twenty ninety nine. You know, but Batman Beyond, it's great. Love it. Thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm uh, reading the whole run to catch up with the current stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been carrying on reading Fantastic Four by Dan Slott. It's great stuff, really good. Um, okay, now here's one that we're going to have a bit of a disagreement over. Mm. In the past, you've told me you read Die Issue One. Right? Correct. We talked about it on the podcast, but mm. I hadn't read it yet. Mm. I love Die. Oh. I've been reading Die and it's fantastic man and you were slagging the art off but fucking hell it's beautiful art absolutely no it's not it's like, on the covers it's nice it's the same artist but that's why I said on the covers it's nice not that it's a different <laughs> artist on the cover and that's right. nice well we'll put this down to a difference of taste maybe but I think that Die is fantastic Kieran Gillen um, 
amazing stuff. Loving it. I know Phil Mass is there with me. He'll back me up. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people really digging it. I just honestly, I, and I was hyped. I. It's not like I went in with like, um, you know, a, a sad hat on and was like, I'm, I'm not gonna like this. I was pumped because of Kieran Gillen. Yeah. And I just remember getting about three pages through, going, I have no idea what's going on. I can't tell who who is. The art was really throwing me off. And I, I think I read it twice because I thought maybe I missed something. So I read it mm. again and just went, no, this is like. This is the worst common denominator for me. This is, when I can't understand what's going on in a book with words and pictures, that's bad. Fair enough. Um, talking about stuff that we don't know, well, we don't know what's going on. Uh, Umbrella Academy. Oh uh, Jesus! Well, <laughs> so Jared Way is up to his usual tricks. My uh, first is in river, but not in canal. It's. I mean, how long has it been? Like ten years since the the volume two finished. Yeah. So this is volume three, Hotel Oblivion. Uh, it's almost over, I think, isn't it? I don't Thank know. God. It might be. It might not. <laughs> Who fucking knows? But, I mean, you probably saw my post on Instagram about issue five, I think. Mm, the penultimate. For, for love and money, I could not get a hold of this book. Because, obviously, it's the first book that come out since the Netflix show aired. Mm. So, everyone just bought this issue when it came out. Yeah. It's Umbrella Academy. And it's obviously a really low print run. It's Dark Horse Comics. You know, it obviously wasn't selling much before the show came out. So it's sold out everywhere. So Which I don't get. Why would you just go and buy Umbrella Academy number five if you've not bought it before? Well, the way I look at it is it was on the shelves. You know, people saw Umbrella Academy and there it is. But um, Have you seen that massive Umbrella Academy art that's been done in Liverpool? No, no. But oh, it. dude. It was like I, I was drunk and took loads of photos, forgot about it because I was that drunk. And then um, was looking for my photos the other day and realised, look, so this is all over... Oh, they've both come out. The black one and the ginger uh, hamster have both come out. <laughs> Talking about the hamsters right now. Gus and Pumpkin making another appearance on the podcast. Look, so that's on the a mur- massive mural. Oh, wow. So to give you an idea, American Pizza Slice, you'd walk down oh, and that's on the left. I know, what, where Central Perk used to be. Yeah, look. Holy shit, that's so cool. Really taken seriously. Like, for the people listening, it looks like a giant poster, like, but it's over two houses and it's... It's been Sick. done with with purpose and detail. Like it's been fully commissioned by mm. Umbrella Academy with down to the logo. So the cool. artwork even looks like the the more meant to look like the characters from the show than the comic. Yeah, but they've yeah. done them in the style of the comic. Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird hybrid. Um, it's even got Mom on there and everything. But yeah, I just it. This has been a big show. And I, I, I get people have gone out and maybe. I think, but like, oh, I need to get everything Umbrella Academy. But I think it's really hard to go out and buy issue five of a comic. Can you send me those photos, by the way, and I'll stick them on the show's Instagram, yeah, so that people can see what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'd send um, it on WhatsApp, but you don't have that, like a freak. No, that's WhatsApp. Everyone has WhatsApp. You're just Messenger. Everyone's got Messenger. No, because not everyone's that? got Facebook. No one has WhatsApp. Every, you're, it's like even Gaz has WhatsApp. You're like the only Gaz person. Gaz doesn't have a phone, does he? He does. No, he's back. He's back. He, he got his phone back. back on the grid. <laughs> but then he broke both his laptops. <laughs> so he's it's so Gaz. He's just got nothing. And then he was like, "Oh, I'll get it all sorted." And then Vicky went, "I'm pregnant." He was like, "Oh, bollocks! <laughs> it's never going to get sorted, is it?" So, um, so yeah, Umbrella Academy. Um, so I, I really liked the first two volumes. Okay. But this third one, um, it, it, I was on board for the first few issues, and then um, I can't remember what issue it was, but 
it was that super violent one with loads of like that was um, probably four or three three or four that there was I don't know what was going on but there was some kind of suicide scene I think that really just made me sick to my stomach and I was like you know what this is just too much like is the mistake for me in this one has been in trying to chop up each story into each every issue when really we could have had the total story you could have done it like as uh, two issues with Space Boy and Diego mm-hmm. going off into space another two issues showing them leaving these criminals trying to leave Hotel Oblivion and another two issues showing the what number five um, and what the voice of the rumour are doing with um, the white violin I think you could have had that and maybe not even... And let's not make it six issues. You've got a bit of Murray Gerard. The Umbrella Academy is quite popular. People are waiting for this. Let's make, let's make it eight issues. Fuck it. Yeah, I think... It, yeah. I just think he's trying to squeeze too much again into two little to six issues. And then his time... His pacing is completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right, with Umbrella Academy. So the TV show was fucking incredible. I preferred that to the comics. I did. I thought it was... It told us... a better, more cohesive story. Mm. I mean, obviously, they, they basically put those first two volumes and squished it together and changed a few things and, and made their own story. But they the had TV to. I, I, I was yeah. wondering. But I was that, like, they had to do the white violin. Yeah. They had to, but I was in my in my head going, but that's stupid. Like, what they call the orchestra of doom or something yeah. like that. But whoever they are, I thought, that will not pass. Yeah. There's but, no way but people... It, it, it worked. The way they did it yeah. for the TV show was perfect. And... And this is what's happening again in the comic. Jared's so good with his ideas, but executing them, he just doesn't know how to just pull off a, a cohesive story that flows, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so weirdly, I never thought I'd say this, but Umbrella Academy works better as a TV show than it a does. comic. Well, you say that, but a lot of things do work better. We've said this before, like Watchmen will be a great TV show. It's it'd be yeah. better than the film, We, but maybe not as a comic. But there's... There's loads of stuff that works better as a TV show because you can episodically go into everything mm. more and more and deeper and and get and not rush anything. Comics, it's normally like, well, like I just don't get why you just pick six issues. But I'm the not thing really is, sure. Umbrella Academy, it's so fantastical and so weird and off the wall. Like when it was announced that it was coming out as a TV show, me and you were like, oh, that's weird. How are they going to? translate that to screen well we thought they were going to do it animated yeah as well. and I was like well the only way they could do it is animated okay and we thought it was going to be animated because the first poster that came out was a, a Gabriel Barr image mm. I think and then um, yeah it was announced that it was live action I was like there's no way they'll pull this off no, no. way and they fucking did with flying colours yeah I mean and yeah so weirdly um, I'm, I'm kind of I mean the last issue of Umbrella Academy got me back on board issue 5 I had so much trouble getting uh, shout out to Field Mouse, uh, Rick's Comic City in Nashville for hooking me up with that issue. It was the last one in his shop when I messaged him. So yeah, he sent it out to me straight away. I had, um, by the way, I had the most satisfying comic haul yesterday. I took uh, Dizzo with me, friend oh, yeah. of the pod Dizzo. Um, he'd never, he's never been comic book shopping before and I was like, I need to go. I didn't go last week. We went in and it was like, it was made for me. Every comic I picked up was the last issue on the shelf you know this week's last issue last issue other than the you know the bigger ones uh, then I went to last week's and I was like yep last 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 and then I couldn't find one so we went down to Forbidden Planet and 
it was there last nice. and got that and Dizzo was like is this how it is all the time and I just lied and went yes yes it is <laughs> you just I'm that lucky <laughs> did you get the new Shazam I got the new Shazam but I didn't get the, the cover I wanted oh, you know, the, the, the red you know, so the very weird. the Shazam variants at the moment are fucking killing it like. I, well, I don't get why the Shazam variants aren't just the fucking covers <laughs> the actual covers yeah. are really annoying I've got a Christmas one now I know yeah I, I actually and it like, came out in January I've been the- <laughs> It's because it was delayed. But I, I was looking at that cover just just so dissatisfied. <laughs> so much that I bought the variant online. I was like, you know what? I can't have this Christmas cover in my collection. I need to get that sick variant back. Yeah, is it, who did it? Was it Chris Samney? I think it was a fucking beautiful variant. Uh, but anyway, we, we digress. Uh, Umbrella Academy, the latest issue was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Wait, which one? Five or six? Well, I don't think six is out yet. See, so I picked up a new issue yesterday, so I assume oh, that's shit. six. Oh, shit, is the new issue out? Yeah. No, I'm not going to get it now. Was there, was there many copies? There was five. Oh, bollocks. You should, again, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Oh. And also, if you go to talknerdy.uk and look at the comic picks of the week, you would have seen that it was out this week. Damn it. Ha! <laughs> right, so, yeah, issue five was, was good. I liked the opening scene where it was like a flashback where Ben was on the team and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Will we find out how Ben died? <laughs> no, never. Oh, Never. It took 10 years to get a volume three. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have read um, Man Without Fear, that five-issue mini from Marvel Comics, the Daredevil one. Oh, did you read that? Yeah, and it was fucking great. Loved it. I was really, I was. See, Daredevil is on the list of. I've got this list that I've got in at home of characters that I need to read the full runs of. Like, I just need to go and buy the trades of. I'm not gonna lie, it's mostly Marvel. It's like Kamala Khan, Marvel Zombie, (laughs) Kamala Khan, um, fucking Miles Morales because I dropped out on them, and Daredevil is one of them because I'm really, I love loads of Daredevil runs and. I heard the run-up to The Man Without Fear, it was a bit of a letdown of an ending. I think Fieldmouse said he was let down by the ending. Yeah. And then because of that, everyone was quite sceptical of The Man Without Fear. Mm-hmm. So I, especially as they were just character portraits as well, he's dead in it, isn't he? Uh, he's not well, around. No, he's, he's, he's basically sort of like in a coma and um, the whole thing is uh, a combination of flashbacks and his, um, he's basically got, you know the, you know when he had the yellow costume? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, there's like a like an evil version of, of that, like following him around, dressed as him in the yellow costume. It's dead good. Man without fear. And I do recommend that you read it. Well, I'm reading Daredevil at the moment. Like the actual run. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was like the sort of like the... Um, the prelude. Fun. Prelude, that's yeah. It, yeah. The prelude to it. Um, is it the but, same artist as what I'm reading? No, no, no. It's Isn't completely that? different art. Um it's very good art, but it's a lot different. Uh, but yeah, the, the Chips at Arsky Daredevil book's been great so far. Yeah, I know. Really good. I, I, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Picked that up yesterday, uh, Spider-Man Life Story. You seen that? Oh, yeah. What's it was that set about? in the 60s. So it's, what he's done is they're commissioning now all these... Um, is it the, Chips at Arsky? It's Chips at Arsky. Oh, shit. So it's like they're taking all, these, all the characters and from when they were first conceived of and set... So Captain America was originally in the 1940s and uh, Spider-Man originally came about in the 60s and actually following through going, what would really have happened to them in the 60s? So rumour is that you're going to see Captain America show up as well. 
but Spider-Man is in Vietnam he's had to go off and fight the war huh um, for in like the in the late sixties, well, and it's in his Spider Man costume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Um, it's going to be like the seventies and the eighties. As far as I'm aware, they're going to do this with a few characters, but the other characters are going to actually age as well. Huh. It's it's almost like an ultimate universe where everything's a bit more real, essentially. Oh right. But it's it's just an idea. It's just it's like a what if platform. Sick. Um, I have been reading Naomi. Uh, from DC Comics, well, Wonder Comics. Uh, yeah, what's with this Wonder Comics? It's a, is it's it... sort of like a, a Brian Michael Bendish, Bendish, Brian Bendish. Michael Bendish. It's a Bendish. A Brian Michael Bendish offshoot. Uh, it's, it's in the, in the same vein as the way that Jared Way did uh, Young Animal on DC Comics. Oh, all right. You know, uh, it's like a separate faction that sort of aims towards younger readers. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Naomi is a Bendish creation. I bought the first one. Yeah. I that was one thing yesterday. I, I was like, shit! I forgot to get number two because number three was there. So I walked around everywhere, couldn't find number two. And you won't now, mate, because it's been a sellout book. It's really hot, and that issue one you'll fetch a pretty penny on eBay now. Well, yeah, yeah. So I've read issues one, two, and three, and it's great. Uh, apart from the fact that it's a very, very slow burner. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's the point. It's I was getting like ready for a slow burner. But on issue three now, it's like okay, let's let's pick it up, pick it up a little bit because it's just dragging a bit. But the art in it, oh my god, yeah, it's the art's gorgeous. Oh, it's very like, good. Very impressed with that, and I think uh, she's here to stay definitely because um, definitely a, a compelling story and a really fun book to read. Definitely uh, recommend checking that out if you haven't already. Uh, the only way you're gonna be able to get it now is probably digitally. Because, like I say, that I saw there was second prints. Out. There was second prints of the first issue. Oh, second print now. There was okay. only second print of the first issue. I think I because de- I, I saw some yesterday. Or pick up the trade when it comes out. Yeah. But I do recommend that. Um, I've been reading the best X Men book on the shelves right now, which is X Force. I read issues one, two, and three of that, written by Ed Brisson, who is Bay to me. He's just such a great writer. He's Bay. Ed Brisson is Bay. Um, he's great with the X-Men and Dylan Burnett is the artist he's the one that did Cosmic Ghost Rider oh is he um, and it's such a great book man it's just action packed you've got Young Cable in there and Shatterstar Domino Warpath um, the, the best addition to the team in my opinion is Deathlock I love me a bit of Deathlock so it's just great I'm really loving it um, and like I say best X-Men book on the shelves right now because all the rest, bar Domino Hotshots, is shit. Absolute shit. They're doing mm. this Age of X-Man thing, right? Yeah, I've heard and about this. I'm not I'm not just being glib here, but it is absolutely dire. It's weak, man. It's just... They've, they've brought out, like... How many? Like, maybe six or seven miniseries spinning off this event. And it, it's basically... It's a... It's like a utopian um, thing that the, the X-Man has created where everyone lives in harmony and uh, there's no war or, or violence in the world. Everyone is a mutant. So basically, he's got all the mutants under this like bubble, whatever. I mean, I, I don't know how it happened because I didn't read Uncanny because that's another story. Mm. But all, these, all, the, all the X-Men, all the mutants are living in harmony, but under the rule of... Um, specific fact factors of the X-Men. Um, so you've got like different books like Extremis, 
extracts, um, prisoner X, which is probably the only one worth reading. Uh, if if you're not compliant under these rules, um, they lock you up and sort of try and brainwash you into acting the way that you should act. Uh, you're not allowed physical contact with anybody. Um, it's it's wrong to you know have a, a a relationship and stuff like that. They don't want people to procreate. Um, and in theory, you're like, oh, that, that's quite a good concept. But the way that it's executed is so dull, man. These books are so dull, honestly. And, and you know how big of an X-Men fan I am. And I'm just, I'm hating X-Men at the moment. Honestly, it's just so bad. Even Fearmouse has, has said the same, and he's not enjoying it. It's just... Oh, well, I think I... Shit, uh, but, but you had... I, I even said to him, I messaged him going, I've heard about this X-Men event coming up. Should I get on it? And he said, uh, he went, I'll read and I'll let you know. And then as I said, him on the latest podcast, go, it's fucking disappointing. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I, I read issue one of Uncanny. Super stoked for that, you know, because Uncanny is my jam. And right, it was a seven ninety nine price tag, which in itself is naughty. And the <laughs> book was shit. So much so that I just didn't carry on after issue one. I was like, you know what, I'm out. Just not interested at all. Uh, from what Fearmouth has told me, Uncanny has picked up. So I may jump on that before the next event starts. Um, but it was a combination of that, Spider-Geddon and Superior Spider-Man that just made me go, you know what, oh, Marvel, I am out. I'm not buying your shitty, <sighs> shitty then, quality but books you have, anymore. But you have Immortal Hulk. Right. And you've got uh, Tony Stark Iron Man, which I am really enjoying. I, Tony I Stark stopped, Iron Man. I only read Miles issue Mo- one of that. Miles Morales Spider-Man. Again, amazing, one. Amazing Spider-Man. Right, I'll talk about Amazing Spider-Man in a bit. Um, there is good Marvel out there. there is you some just good, have to find it. There is some good Marvel, like Daredevil and stuff like Daredevil, that. Daredevil, again. But it's not enough for me to go out and waste all my money on it, because there's so many... Right, for example... Well, what is good in DC in comparison? What have DC got going for them? Well, um, they've got loads of shit going on. Heroes in Crisis, Shazam, yep. Yep. Doomsday Clock. Whenever that chooses um, to come out. I don't always Young count. Justice, that's fucking brilliant. That's another. I've heard Justice book. League has really picked up. Yeah, Justice League. That Snyder on that at the moment. The um, art looks incredible in that as well. But no, I mean, I've, I've got to say, I'm really, I'm not into the Marvel stuff at the moment, apart from Daredevil, Amazing Spider-Man. Just got Naomi number two, by the way. Oh, you just ordered it. Twelve quid postage and packaging. Ooh. I think it's worth it because yeah. one. Did you get an eBay? Yeah, I've just seen someone's got on eBay one, two, and three together £50. Well, I've got one and three. That's a pretty good deal, actually. But I've got one and three already, yeah. so I've just paid two, 12 quid for that. If I wanted to, I could make my money back. But yeah... Um, Buy low, sell high. So, yeah, I, I, I basically... I was so... Is disenchanted the right word? or Disengaged. Disengaged with, with Marvel stuff that I've actually just... Um, wipe my hands clean of them and I've stopped stopped picking up Marvel books however I am reading Amazing Spider-Man online oh <laughs> you you dog because there's so many tie-ins and there's a new Spider-Man book every week now and I can't afford to pay that the latest one was like $8 or something which no, one what are you on about uh, the start of the hunted event, it was like six six dollars or something. It's like, I've, I've, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I picked it up. I've got I've got the hunted event, which it's it looks good. It I like the the concept and it's, my, it's my really favorite one of my favorite comics last month was sixteen um, dot hu. 
Yeah, yeah, the, the Black Cat one. Oh, yeah. it was such a good comic. Have you read the start issue, whatever it was, the, the, the official part one of it? Yeah. The one, the cover with... Um, Craven on. Craven on front of all the heads on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the start of it. I think um, you're talking about the, the prelude issue. I've got... It's like the, the Craven backstory. I've got... Oh. At this point, it's all started. Basically, the... The hunt's began. The hunt has began, yeah. Oh, maybe um, I haven't read that yet. I know yeah, I've got I, it. I said to you that the latest issue came out a week back because you posted a picture of all your, all your Spider-Man comics and you were yeah. like, finally caught up and I was like, there's one issue that came out last week. Um, I'll have to look. I've, I've got definitely, I think I have picked it up. But yeah, it, Hunted yeah. by Nick Spencer is great so far. I mean, Nick Spencer, you know, you said it yourself on your podcast, fantastic writer, absolutely brilliant writer. Um, Doesn't it wrong? No, his stuff on Ant-Man was great. You know, what did he do before Ant-Man? He did, he did Secret Empire, which I enjoyed. Um, but it shows that the guy can go both ways. You know, he, mm. can, he can do sort of like dark, gritty series of Secret Empire and the light-hearted stuff with Ant-Man and Spider-Man. Um, and he's so good at his character development. He, know, he, he, almost, he knows exactly how to write each character. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you said, Black Cat nailed it. That issue where like... Peter revealed his identity to Black Cat. It was just so beautifully done. Yeah. You know, where she was like, I'm so fucked up because I can't even remember what you look like. Yeah. And she was just in tears. Mm. And then she she looks up and Peter stood there with his mask off. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, got shivers. Yeah. And then this is why I like this next issue because I was like, good, there's aftermath, there's anger, there's, you know, it's like the dark side. This is what I like about Star Wars. It's not, you just. At the end of like the original Star Wars, it's like all oh, wrapped in a boat, and an empire comes in and goes. This isn't how life works, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what I'm liking about his writing. And the, I, I think Nick Spencer's Spider-Man run will be one of the best in history. I know yeah. it's only just started, and that's a bit premature to say. But comparing it to Slot's Spider-Man run, which I'm currently plowing through to catch up to current Nick Spencer run, if you get what I mean. Mm. I've done Superior, and I'm working my way through all of it. Um, it doesn't compare, like. Slot was never this strong with his no. writing, in my opinion. I love his, um, I love his Silver Surfer, but his Amazing Spider-Man is very inconsistent. Um, but yeah, the current Amazing Spider-Man book, great, and I recommend it to new readers as well that haven't jumped on Amazing Spider-Man. Pick up Hunted Volume One, uh, not Volume One, Part One. Part sorry. One. Um, oh, and something else as well. I did exactly the same thing as you before this started. I was like. I want to read Craven's Last Hunt because I've never read it before. Yeah. And it's always that. And it's like, how can you like Spider-Man if you've never read Craven's Last Hunt? It's like, okay, I'm going to finally do it. I bought the trade and fucking hell, that book's dark. Isn't it? Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, like, whoa, hold on. I was like, don't, (laughs) even, even like Spider-Man's going, wait, what are you doing? Don't stop, stop. And I'm like, no, stop, stop. And he's like, you shot Spider-Man. I was like, fuck, fuck, shit. He's killed. Like, what is going on? Honestly, mate. I mean, you know, spoilers for Craven's Last Hunt, the book that came out like, probably longer ago than we were born. Um, but the way that he just shoots himself at the end as well. Yeah. I was like, wow. I <laughs> it was, it, I felt like I was reading a Batman book. It was that dark. I was like, wow. And then I listened to a podcast talking about it. And apparently, um, who was the writer on it? Um, oh, don't look James DeMatteis, I think it Mateus, was. Mateus, that rings a bell. Um, I can see it written on the he cover. He originally penned that story. It's a Batman story. So... That's why it feels like a Batman story because right. it was originally meant to be. Uh, but yeah, it was 
definitely the most dark Spider-Man story I've ever read. And um, there were parts in it where I was genuinely, like, disgusted and upset me. Like, when Mary Jane, like, killed that rat. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. that's horrible. I actually had to stop and just be like, it's just a drawing. It's just a drawing. <laughs> what um? Wait, hold on. If that was going to be wrote for Batman, who the fuck was going to play Craven in that? I don't know. I can't remember. Because Craven was had already been in Spider Man, so it's not like Craven could have been a Batman villain. I, I honestly don't know, but that's, that's Bane. I'm Bane. That is how it was meant to be. I can picture apparently. Bane being like that. But yeah, that was uh, that was dark as fuck. Did enjoy it though. Um, but yeah, Amazing Spider Man, great. I read issue one of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Um, now Tell I know me. that you were a big fan of Guardians. Yes. At the moment. I I really liked it. Um, to, to be honest, the only reason why I picked it up was because I saw Silver Surfer on the cover, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta love Silver Surfer." I think that's what it's gonna, <laughs> that's not and then to he be wasn't ashamed really of. Really, in it? There's nothing to be ashamed um, of that though, because you've got to pick it up based on someone else, because yeah. no one else is in it. So you're not gonna go, "Oh, I'm gonna read this for Gamora because she's not in it." Rocket, she's not in it. Drax, she's not in it. So you're gonna have to be picking it up for probably someone else. No one's picking that up, going, "Oh, can't wait to read Peter Quill." But that's that's the thing about it. Like I thought it was. I mean, that, first of all, the artwork was very good. Um, but I felt like I was just. It, it was the tail end of um, of an event. Like obviously, I, I didn't read um, what what was this event that it was leading Inf- off of? And Infinity War, wasn't it? They just did another Infinity War. Or Infinity Gauntlet Hunt for Infinity Gauntlet. Wars. Infinity Wars. It. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like Warps. No, Warps was was the um, spin off mashup thing. Oh. It was Infinity Wars. Oh, that was a painful burp. Um, so this was picking up after, you know, the aftermath after that. And I only read like Infinity Wars Prime, like a one-shot of that. I knew that Thanos got killed. I think it was Gamora that did it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then did Gamora get killed? I don't know. No, she's still a beast. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like I was diving in after that story. And I was like, oh, I, 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 don't, I, I should have read that before I read this. Do you know what I mean? So... It was cool, but I wasn't invested in it because I felt like I was just jumping on at the tail end of something. Um, but it was very good, but not enough for me to carry on reading. Um, I know that's not that's not what you wanted to hear. Mm. <laughs> you wanted me to champion it like you do. But... Well, I'm championing it. It's it's brilliant. It's very original. Um, I don't. I liked the fact that I haven't read a thing with Infinity Wars or anything like that. And um, it is at the end of an event. And it just fills you in very quickly. It goes, Thanos is dead, and now the this, the universe is dealing with it after getting a, a horrific, horrific message off of Thanos from beyond the grave, which is great. That's all I need to know. And just going into it, I, I'm I'm loving it. Mm. Honestly, I, I like on that last issue, uh, issue two. I read was it issue two or yeah issue two. Um, like I said, nothing happens in it. Nothing happens other than. Cosmic Ghost Rider decides to change sides. Um, You're not selling it to me here. <laughs> but no. What my, about my, Silver Surfer? He, he got sucked away somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, what's happened to him?" <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider changes sides in his comic. That's all that happens. But there's so much character interaction yeah. and uh, character build up, which I always, I love that. That I was drawn in. I didn't care. I, by the end, I, re- I I didn't even realize that. It was only when I came to review the comic I actually realized. I've got nothing other than character interaction to talk about on that one. And I picked up issue three happily yesterday with a skip in my heart. So something else with Silver Surfer in that I picked up 
solely because he was in it. Uh, is Defenders Best Defense issue one, which was essentially a one shot. Um, and this was a weird book, man. Really, really weird. Like there was so much going on, and it, by the time it finished, I was just like, I don't know if I enjoyed that or not. It was like on a next level of of cosmic weirdness. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd recommend you read it just to just to see what I'm talking about. But I, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. It was quite odd. Um, I've been reading Captain Marvel issues one, two, and three. Issue one, I absolutely loved. Yeah, and thought it was one of the best books I've read so far this year. Issue two was great. Issue three... I haven't read. I'm out. It was terrible, mate. <laughs> what? It was um, that bad and get yeah, out? Honestly, it was so dull. It was just... I mean, maybe it'll read better in trade. <laughs> you know? That's our, but, it's always our mantra. But fuck me, honestly. And I really like Kelly Thompson. I think she's a great writer. And the art is usually great in that book. But for this one in issue three, it was just such a just a, a nothing it was just it just bored me to death and it took me ages to read it because it was that boring um, so yeah I'm, I'm not reading Captain Marvel anymore um, there was a reveal at the end that should make me carry on reading you'll probably know if you've seen the cover for issue 4 um, I might flip through it in the shop see if it's worth carrying on for naughty but issue 3 yeah not good didn't enjoy it um, something that I have been enjoying and which has blown me away. You're just is... killing all my dreams, by the way. Like every comic <laughs> I'm, I'm really liking and I haven't read yet. You're like, by the way, your next issue gonna suck. <laughs> I'm lucky. Ready for some crap? Yeah, thanks, um, mate. No, something that's dead good uh, is Young Justice, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, I, I used to love Young Justice. Um, bit of a bit of an old one that I used to read. Uh, but this new run is great really really good I mean Bendis he just writes teenagers really well for some weird reason I mean I I know he's got kids of his own so Mm. that's probably why but it's really good it's another um, Wonder Comics book and yeah great stuff loving Young Just have they cancelled Titans I read somewhere I read somewhere that they were cancelling Titans yeah yeah Titans is gone yeah that's not, but it, Teen Titans is carrying on though. Ah, is it? Right, yeah, yeah. I wondered that. I could see Teen Titans appearing. And... Yeah. Um, I thought you liked me. you reading Titans. No, I, I got like the first issue when it was like DC Rebirth, but I got the first issue of everything when it was DC Rebirth. Oh yeah, you did. I uh, got the first issue of fucking Aquaman. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was alright. And you but... still haven't even seen the fucking film. No, I won't watch that piece of shit. Watch the film! <laughs> I don't like Jason Momoa. You are you're doing the Jay Leal of Nick Spencer, right? <laughs> Aquaman is Nick Spencer in this, and you're being a Jay Leal. Don't Jay Leal. You've not even fucking seen it. No, but I've seen Aquaman in um, Justice League, and I thought he was a douchebag. So I don't. But it's watch. not the same director and the I same character. It's the same actor and the same character. But you could I, say that about this. It's I don't want to watch two read, hours of that character that I hated for five minutes in Justice League. You've read Brian Michael Bendis' Spider Man. Now it's a different writer and a different a creative team but it's the same character it's all about Dan Slott Dan Slott sorry yeah. you've read his Spider-Man yes but an actor it's it's the person Peter Parker is a person no no what's his face Jason, Jason Momoa Jason Momoa I don't like him oh god he's a fucking douchebag 
I saw him. But you can people do. All right, I saw him like in this. real life once at Wales Comic Con, and I just looked at him and I thought, "You're a fucking douchebag." <laughs> I just don't like him, man. Right, but what about a good example? Batfleck, right? In Batman v Superman, we both walked out of that going, "He was the best part of that film." It's a shite film, but he was the best part. In Justice League, one of the worst things in that is Batfleck. How a director yeah, writes... And, and a, Aquaman, man. And a, yeah, oh, my God. What I'm saying is a director and a completely different script can change a character. The actor is just being the character. And if you're given the right script, it works. Watch Aquaman. All right, when it's on Netflix. That, and, it, and it will come to Netflix. It won't. Of course it will. It won't because DC have the monopoly on the streaming of their, all their own stuff. Is there no DC stuff on Netflix? There's, there, there is slowly, but once DC can get their yeah, hand over here... Um, Batman v Superman's on Netflix. It'll come to Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, Batman yeah. v Superman? Speaking of Batman, oh. I have been reading The Batman Who Laughs. Um, number... I've fucked this up. What do you mean? Well, I bought issue one. Mm-hmm. Forgot to get issue two. How could you forget, JB? You compile lists every week <laughs> with what the comics because are coming out. Because I, I, I hadn't re- because I actually didn't really enjoy issue one. Oh, so okay. I was like, uh, I'll I might yeah. be might read it, and then when I've gone comic book hunting, it maybe it was sold out, but it's not even maybe I, I just forgot about it. And it's been so long oh. now, and I'm looking at them online, and they're like, they're not like they're like that fifteen pound or something. I'm going, oh, I'm not spending that. I didn't even enjoy the first one. Fair enough. You can um, have my, have you got all the issues? Uh, no, I'm, I'm being a pirate online reading them. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's um, it started off strong. Um, the Grim Knight came out as well, which is like... I've got that. In between issues uh, three and four. Um, and I, I, I really liked it. Um, it. It's kind of, it's 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 losing its way a little bit. Um, Snyder losing his way whilst, whilst <laughs> writing Batman starting strong but going off on mad tangents like, but the thing is like it got me to read Batman Black Mirror because obviously issue I think it's issue 2 that finishes with wouldn't um, know didn't buy it oh well, you can um, tell me I'm okay, not arsed spoilers for uh, Batman Who Laughs yeah go on but uh, Gordon's son turns up oh um, yeah he's a psychopath yeah he's a psychopath and where's and, he been well, he's he's like working in a shop or something, but he's been like, the lo- lo- not the but like, he's he's basically on medication that makes him all right now. He's not a psycho anymore, <laughs> um, but obviously he turned up last page, and I was like, right, okay, well, I'm gonna need to read Black Mirror for this to make any sort of sense now. So I read Black Mirror and I loved it. Um, very very good, dark as fuck. It is dark as fuck, um, and it's not even Batman. Incredible! It's Dick as Batman. Isn't Dick it? as yeah. Batman. The bit where like she wakes up and she's got knives in her thighs oh, and she removes yeah, them, she's yeah, gonna bleed yeah. out. Oh. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, I've done feel well. Yeah, it's very good. It's it's one of the best Snyder things I've ever read, actually. So this was Snyder's run on Detective Comics, and it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, I've been reading Heroes in Crisis issues five, six, and the Batman and Flash tie-ins. Um. Really oh, good. Do you have to read Batman and Flash Times as well for the Batman Who Laughs? Heroes in Crisis. Oh, Heroes in Crisis. I've not been reading um, the, the times. I haven't really no, needed them. No, I haven't I, felt I th- lost. I thought that you did because basically, I mean, you're not going to read them so I can spoil it. So yeah, go ahead. Spoilers for um, The Price, which is the name of the Batman Flash Times. Um, it's, it's loosely tied in because at first you think that a character comes back 
it's Gotham Girl. Gotham Girl. Oh, Batman. really? Yeah. And and it's it's played out that oh my god, she's the one behind all of this. She killed everyone at Sanctuary. Right. She didn't. Um, Bane's all, all all behind this this stuff with Gotham Girl, and Gotham came back for a bit. Um, it was just a bit of a crazy story. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but. Yeah, you don't have to read it. Read it it's actually it, yeah. it's something that ties in of itself, but it isn't a tie-in as yeah. in needed. Basically, that Batman and Flash are talking about what's going on in you know Heroes okay. in Crisis, uh, but it's not. It won't directly affect that story at all. Uh, but yeah, Heroes in Crisis. Um, I've got issue six here to look through. Um, I was disappointed with this. I don't know if you read my review on my Instagram. Um, oh, my big thing in this was the art. Yeah, yeah. Has the artist changed? I think Clayman did some of it. Look, look on the cover. What names are on it? Uh, Gerard's man. Oh, it's Miss Gerard's. Yeah, he did Mister Miracle with Tom King. Um, See, that's that's what I know. Yeah, that's Clayman. That's yeah. Clayman. And then Clayman. <laughs> Clayman. Um, and then the minute it goes to anything that's actually story, yeah, I feel this other guy's took over, and I hate his art. It doesn't look right. Yeah, it's. It's a different style, um, but I mean, there's parts in it that I liked, but it doesn't compare to the last few issues. Like no. this, really, just stuck out for me. And it wasn't just the art; it was the story. It was like, uh, I mean, and the thing is, right? I posted this review on my Instagram at Chris J Wakefield. Give mm. me a follow. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you can actually see the drama that unfolded when I posted this. Mine? I had some because Tom King has got some fucking haters online, hasn't he? Everybody hates Tom King online. Do they? Oh yeah, man, and I don't know why. So I got into this debate with somebody that commented on my post. Um, oh, um, beware, beware the trolls that lie. You, you know about Instagram and the shit that happens on that. Oh, don't get me fucking started. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to call this guy out because the guy's a bell end, right? And he, ah! doesn't, he doesn't know how to argue with someone. He doesn't know how to debate. It's C Edwards, two thousand and forty-four. Um, so this guy he's commented on my post of um, Heroes in Crisis issue 6 so I can't, my, my review of this was absolutely love this mini but this issue did feel a little fillerish the ending did though give me hope that things will be heating up now the Harley stuff was pretty good this is just okay for King and this guy has commented on it saying this trash is standard for King without Clayman this would be the worst event comic in DC history and I commented back... What? I commented, <laughs> over, over convergence? I, I commented back saying, a bit of an exaggeration. And he commented saying, King is horrible. The Batman non-wedding was terrible. Mr. Miracle was a pointless, indulgent therapy session for King. Heroes in Crisis is crap. Seriously, name a worse DC comic event. I will wait. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I commented back saying, how about convergence? And he says, i got to admit, that's not a bad answer, but at least convergence, in convergence stuff happens in each issue to issue. Nothing happens since issue one of Heroes in Crisis. Also, convergence... People have died! Also, convergence doesn't have any scene that rises to half the level of absolute absurdity as Harley Quinn taking down the Trinity. I said, to be fair, she didn't take down the Trinity, she just evaded capture. Yeah, which is what she does. And she could have been caught... But then they chose to not yeah, to let it go. Exactly, exactly. I said King is the slow burn character developing guy. His stories aren't for everyone. 
you know, leaving it sort of, you know, okay, you might not like it, but I do sort of thing. And then he, uh, oh, I got I got a comment from someone who who is actually a pro king, a friend of the pod, uh, little underscore nerd underscore busters. Um, he commented said, I really love King. I admit I didn't enjoy Mr. Miracle when I first read it. Then when it finished, I reread the entire run, and it's probably my favourite superhero comic book of the last five years at least. He's got a very different writing style that's very introspective and reflective with a subtle sense of humour. I've got to admit, by the way, Mr. Miracle, you were pushing that from the minute it came out and mm. telling me to get on. I was like, no, don't really know the character. I'm not a DC fan. I'm not going to do it. I have seen loads of people going on about now the trades come out that it's a fucking great book. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm gonna get, I'm gonna buy it. It's definitely on Watchmen level, Ooh. and that's a bold claim I know, but it's it's that good, you know. Um, but I know you're not a King fan necessarily. Well, I mean you like him. No, whoa, 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 whoa. You just don't like his Batman. I I haven't said I didn't like his Batman. I've said I didn't like the the War of Jokes and Riddles. I speci- I said that in specifically I didn't enjoy, but everything before that I've enjoyed. So this this uh, debate is still going on. Meanwhile, on my Instagram comments, so this guy's come back now and started having a go at little nerdbusters, saying Mister Miracle was was King's therapy session that Repeating we had himself. To, that we had to pay for mix with commentary about traffic in LA and veggie trays. He's, he's just talking about like the little bits of humour that he's putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is essential to elevate a dark story like Mister Miracle, in my opinion. Um, and then he he comes back at me, actually comments twice because he's an idiot. Um, she eva- <laughs> in, in inverted commas she evaded on oh no, a quotation mark. Sorry, she evaded capture. Wow, I take it back. Your argument is crap. Just like King's storytelling abilities. Thanks for proving my point. <laughs> <laughs> And I commented and was saying, she did. She didn't take down the Trinity. And then like a shrugging emoji. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, she got the drop on Batman, which in itself is ridiculous. And in doing so, held off Wonder Woman and Superman. Both of those two could have snapped her neck before she could blink. But by all means, keep on slurping low on T. King and his horrendous and depressing writing. <laughs> I didn't justify that with a reply. <laughs> Because for one, who would like, snap? Wait, who did she think? Who's he implying would snap her neck? Because Wonder none Woman of them and Superman, exactly. They don't they, kill. They wouldn't kill. And besides, like, oh, I don't know. But it's, Wonder Woman would kill, but she wouldn't kill Harley. It's not worth even talking about it here. But I just thought that was really funny. The fact that King people has got, are that annoyed. People hate Tom King. They really do, and they hate this event. Honestly, mate, if you look on the message boards about Heroes in Crisis. So many people hating this fucking book. I'm loving it. Yeah. It's just this, like you said, was just yeah. unfortunately just a small dip. But everything up until this point, I've really enjoyed. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Um, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where are we up to here? Aha, yeah, Shazam. Shazam's been great. Uh, issue four came out yesterday, right? Yeah. Still need to pick that up. I'm going to try and get that sweet, sweet variant though. Piss off. <laughs> um, but yeah. Apart from the variant covers, this book has been great. Um, really, really enjoying it. I think it's just good, wholesome fun. Like I've said in the past, you know, yeah. Jeff Johns is such a solid writer, and I, I love the art in it. I didn't like the artist change. I think it was on was it issue two, the Christmas one. Yeah, I, yeah, that really um, took me you out of it. I was it. like, oh, I don't like that. Um, 
but yeah, the story's the story's fun, and I'm carrying over Shazam because it's great. I've read thanks to you, Moon Knight, um, Volume One by Jeff Lemire. It's Lunatic, I think that's the yeah. name of it. And man, Jeff Lemire is a fucking good writer. Talking about good writers, <laughs> wow! I was blown away by wow. that book. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed the previous Moon Knight uh, books that you lent me. Um, I think it was oh, who was on it. I've forgotten the name. Oh, you prick! It was someone famous, someone like Dead Good. Oh my goodness! Um, Let me have a look. But yeah, this this has definitely been my favourite Moon Knight book oh. I've read so far. Like, just the concept of it was incredible. It was. Um... The the previous ones were different people actually. There yeah, was um, yeah. Wood um, was one of them, and another one was uh, Bun. Oh, Colin Bun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there was a few. Yeah, I mean they they were really good, and that got me because I've never I've I'm not very familiar with Moon Knight. Like those were the first Moon Knight books I've read, so it gave me a little it wet my appetite, gave me a taste <laughs> for the character, and I was like, oh, I like this. The guy's fucking nuts, and the the concepts are really interesting, and the art's really cool. Um, but this one, Lunatic, just blew me away. Like, the art in it, the panelling, so inventive. And the story itself was just... At first, <laughs> I thought, at first I thought it was like Shutter Island. You know, that yeah. kind of thing where, the, the, you know, Leonardo is, is conditioned mental patient at this facility and they're just letting him live out his fantasy. That he is. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant because I love Shutter Island. And then it just got to the next level when they actually left the um, the, the building, um, and the way it ended, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> I need to pick up volume two now." Yeah, so I know. I need to. I, I really want to carry on with Moon Knight. Um, I'd like to eventually get caught up, up with because, issues. Um, the latest series that came out was done by the singer of Say Anything, Max Bemis. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He wrote that book. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to read that eventually. But yeah, Moon Knight Lunatic, go pick it up if you haven't read it already. It's a fantastic book. Um, something that I'm going to recommend to you to read right now. This is a must read for you. Okay? okay. You will love this, and I'm not exaggerating. Superior Foes of Spider Man. Have you heard about this? Book? I have. I'm. I've accidentally. I've got one in my trades. Written by Nick Spencer. Is it, so, dude? This book. I'm not exaggerating. Was the funniest book I have ever read at one point i was laughing so hard i actually had to put it down and have a break before I <laughs> it was that funny and you'll probably know the scene i'm talking about when you eventually read it but by the omnibus um there's not i, th- I can't remember i think it was maybe 16 issues yeah there wasn't many i like um, i said i've got one trade randomly i don't know how i've got it oh right right i've got one trade but i don't know if it's like the second and i keep going i'll i'll complete that it's I'm it's incredible to. i mean Steve Lieber is the artist on it, and um, it's not my style. It's mm. very flat. There's little to no rendering at all. Um, it's kind of um, how I would describe indie art, so that means that you'd probably like it. Yeah. Because you like your indie art. Yeah. Um, but the the art is just perfect for the story and the humour in it. It just works like so well. I couldn't imagine any other artist pulling it off like Steve Lieber does in this in this in this comic. Like. Like I say, it, I was in hysterics over it. Um, it's essentially Spider-Man's like D-list rogues gallery. Um, mm. You got Boomerang, um, Overdrive. Um, oh, what's the girl with the wings called? The, the, the bug. Some, yeah, something like that. 
Black Beetle or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's oh man, it's so good. I can't recommend it enough. Um, it had me in stitches, and it's sort of like um, sort of like a high story, um, but it's not that straightforward. There's a few twists in it, and oh man, it was so good. You need to. You need okay, to I will. It. I'll pick that up. Um, maybe we could even do one of these on it, like a book club on it, because it. I'd love to discuss it with you once you've read it. Um, I also read um, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. They're, they're here for you to look for if you want. Um, I know you've read one of these. Which I've one read is- World War Hulk and I didn't like it. Ah, oh, that's because you didn't read the first one. Well, no, but I got Planet Hulk because I watched the movie like years ago. Oh, and I right, rewatched okay. the movie before. Uh, World but, War Hulk so I, I knew I know the story of Planet but Hulk Planet Hulk is great the book like I really enjoyed that it was fantastic one of the best Hulk stories I've ever read but yeah World War Hulk I'm right there with you it wasn't great Um, I mean I don't really like Ramita Jr so I didn't enjoy the mm. art as much in that one but yeah that, that story is just epic man I Planet have heard Planet Hulk is wow I mean if you're into comics in general, you just you owe it to yourself to read that book because it's just great. Korg's in it. Um, he's not as funny as he is in the movie. No, he's not. He's as also funny. a completely different colour. He looks like the thing. Um, Mike's in it as well, but he's nothing like he is in the movie. Mm. Um, it's, it's a great book, man. Um, and if you ever get the chance, you're always welcome to borrow that to read it. Um, something else that I'm going to recommend that you read mm. is something that you bought me. Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine. Oh, really? Written by Jason Aaron and illustrated by Adam Kubert. Now, this, in my opinion, is one of the most essential Spider-Man stories to read. Really? If you, it's like a Doctor Who story, but with Spider-Man as the Doctor and Wolverine as the assistant. It's the most madcap, fun, just incredible uh, story you'll read. It's just, it's so weird. Um, and I'd like to know your opinions on the whole time travel element of it and dimension okay. popping and because I am yeah. I am fussy on that. I, honestly, mate, I think you'll enjoy that. Um, so take it to read if you want. Okay, all right. It's only like six issues, um, and I got through it pretty quickly. Okay, okay. Jason Aaron's a great writer, so he did he did Thor. Uh, I think he's still doing Thor to be honest. Um, but yeah, recommend that. Um, I also read another gift that you bought me, mm-hmm. um, Green Lantern Earth 1 Volume 1 mm-hmm. by Gabriel Hardman, Karina Beccio and Jordan Boyd. Now, I listened to you discuss this on Undead Comic Hall. Yeah, with no spoilers. Oh, sorry, Undead Comic Cast. Cast. I can never get that name right. It's because it's like, it's like cross between Comic Crypt and your Undead Comic Halls that you did. Yeah, so I know because it was it was young <laughs> comic hall I used to do. That's why, but I don't. Yeah, I don't hold. So all. yeah. So anyway, um, I heard you talk about this on your podcast, so I know your thoughts on it. Mm. I was actually going to suggest doing this as like a book club, but because I already know what you think about it, I'll just tell you what I Go think on. about it now. Um, I've written some notes here because I again I prepared for like a book club on it. Um, I thought that there's a lot going for it, but I didn't love it. Mm. Um, it's got a good enough story, maybe a, a bit predictable. Um, the beginning was a little sticky and boring, and then the middle and the end was quite fun. Um, I liked that some of the. Was the middle fun? Yeah, I, it had some cool changes to like the Green Lantern folklore. 
that we're used to. So that's what I enjoyed. Like, um, and out of all of the Earth One that I've read so far, it diverged the most from the normal mythos. Like, it was definitely the most different. Um, it, I think it was the most original and experimental as well, mm. um, which kept it exciting. The story was fast-paced. It had lots of action, and the art was fitting, but it was a bit dark at times. It was fast-paced. There was yeah. like ages where they were travelling and travelling, and, oh, the ring doesn't fucking work properly. How do we get this <laughs> ring to work? Oh, I can get the ring to make me hover a little bit. Oh, I can make this this ring can make me, like, a hot waffle. But there's, it, it don't they don't do anything for, like, ages, and the art, like, was so bad in points, like... There's some bits where it's all right, but I mean, look at that. I mean, his eyes aren't even straight. Look. <laughs> it's like, honestly, I, I really didn't enjoy a mm. lot of this. And like you said, it does pick up at the end. I felt like from this point onwards where yeah, he's yeah. working in the, um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the camp onwards, it picked up. And I could have had just like that as the beginning of the book. Like, oh, say, yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah, say yeah. he good found... But again, it then became predictable. Because... I thought it was too short as well. The ending was dead abrupt. Yeah, the um, ending is very abrupt. And I didn't really know the motivation of some of the characters. Yeah, I, I um, completely. That is a very good point. I do agree with you on that one. And uh, Aresia and the Guardian um, and the Old Green Lantern, like it just it just needed more pages. I thought. Um, you know, if you've never read a Green Lantern, that th- this is a great story to read. I'd say um, it's vastly different um, to anything that I've read before. I thought it was entertaining. Um, I like the way that like familiar faces showed up. I like this at the end. I like the yeah, whole yeah. Uh, the Yellow Lanterns like last minute just show up. You just see them all in the air. I was like, ooh, yeah. no, I, I like that. But it was too much too late by then. Yeah. That's like tickling my balls after I've like gone. <laughs> I like the way that the familiar faces showed up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought some of the characters were compelling. Um, good for captivating new readers, I think. Yeah, um, possibly. I thought it was clear and easy to follow. Nice little sci-fi angle to it. Yeah. Um, well, I like my sci-fi. That's why Guardians, like maybe... That's why I really did Guardians more than you. I think I do... I would say, yeah. at the two of us, you're a bigger Star Wars fan, but I think I'm a bigger sci-fi fan. Like, mm-hmm. I get into... Like, you'll, re- you'll watch the new Star Trek and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I really do. I'm watching the fucking Orville at the moment, which is... What's that, Keith Orville? We're done. No, <laughs> the Orville. It's, um, it's, you know the guy from Family Guy? He's done his own version of Star Trek called the Orville. So it's him and a bunch of people on a space... A, a spaceship exploring for the good, the good of um, the 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 well, what do they call themselves? Not the Republic, but for their own like it is. It's just Star Trek, but his version. But he's just obviously because it's him. He's made it a comedy as well, right. and it, it it's honestly it's dead entertaining. Like me and Eve thought we're watching, we just pass away the time. He's re- his stories are really good. Like it reminds me of nineties Star Trek, but that's because we fucking love sci fi. And then we showed it to um, Eve's mum and dad, who are sci-fi heads as well, thinking, oh, they might like it. And apparently they've just like, been messaging Eve going, where, where can we watch this? We can't find any more. Where are they? 
Where are they? Where are they? We don't know. I just get I get them. On the sun, the seven seas. <laughs> so yeah, um, Green Lantern Earth One Volume One. I thought there's a lot of directions they can go in now with it, but whether or not it gets greenlit, no pun, no pun intended. Ah! Um, I, yes. I do not think this will get an issue, uh, volume two because, yeah, I can't see that selling well. No, I mean, um, I'm. I mean, you bought two copies, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, thank you very much for that lovely gift. But no, it's it wasn't right. the greatest. It was when, it was, for example, when I gifted you. Um, World War Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about but, us buying characters? Thanks for the gift, but yeah. what, what about us buying characters that are based on green yeah. and the worst story of them? Yeah. Um, oh, and after speaking of World War Hulk, I read uh, the Incredible Hercules, which was like the um, pre, not prelude, uh, spin-off, post Pink. thing. What do you call it? What prologue? No prologue. Prologue would be pro- prologue would be before. It, wh- where's what's the, what's the what's the after phrase? The epilogue. Epilogue, yeah, kind of like an epilogue to uh, Wilbur Hulk, and that was good. Um, Astonishing Spider-Man Wolverine. We've touched on the final thing I want to talk about that I read is Spider-Man Blue. Now that uh, was really Spider-Man good. Blue. Yeah, um, it's part of that series that. Um, Oh fucking hell! Who wrote it? Where is it? Uh, Where is it? Have you got it here? No, it's a it's a, it's a naughty version that I got. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spider Man Blue. Never it's heard a of famous it. Famous writer that's done um, all different. Oh, colors. is this the guy who did Captain America White? Yes. Oh, Jeff Loeb. Right, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Tim Sale, one of my favorite artists. Incredible stuff. So the book looked beautiful. Um. Yeah, and Jeff Loeb, he did uh, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Grey, Captain America White, and Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue is essentially um, going back to the classic days, and it's sort of like a retelling of um, how Pete met uh, Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. But it's done in the style of, like... Like you know the original books, oh, like Kirby and that, yeah, like the the like the the way they talk in it and everything is just authentic. Like cheaping Jillikers, it'd be sure swell if I could take you to a for a shake someday. Basically, but I mean, you can have a little look through the art there. I mean, it's just gorgeous. That's got to be plugged in. Yeah, it's um, it's on charge. But yeah, it's absolutely stunning book and. It really tugged on the heartstrings at the end, like because essentially the whole thing is narrated by Spider-Man in the present. He's talking into a tape recorder, sort of recounting. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it's it's basically, uh, I think it's the anniversary of Gwen's death, and he's like recording, um, you know, his his thoughts and and stuff, like speaking to Gwen, and um, yeah, it, it flashes back to present day at the end. And it's just, it's so fucking, mm. I'm a sucker for the feels. You, you are. know what I mean? And and this book gave it, gave me them all. Um, very, very good book. I recommend you check it out. And any Spider-Man fan that hasn't read this book, it's, it's a must read, definitely. Very good stuff. So, anything you want to mention, man? Before, um, before we move on to the Ultimates? I'll just quickly check, but I, I genuinely think you've covered a lot of ground that... I myself have been reading um, Old Lady Harley actually 
yeah. Any, like, any good? Is it finished now? It's finished now. It's it was it it was it's the oddest thing. Like it had potential to be more than what it was, but it's perfectly acceptable for it to have been what it was. Um like I loved at the beginning of every issue it like me it was something out of um Dark Knight, where it had this real dystopian thing about it, where it would start off with just distortion on a panel saying insert mind chip, and then you'd see news from around the world, and it's just funny, it's just hilarious. Like President Lex Luthor, no, Lex Luthor has been made to he's not allowed in America anymore, so he's president of Mexico, so it's called Lexico now, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. There's tons of stuff, um, but. <laughs> It, that was actually a satisfying read, and the little twist yeah. at the end was good. It's just, and the Red Tool is a character oh, I've yeah, never Red heard Tool, of yeah, in yeah. my life. It's just basically Deadpool. It's Deadpool. Yeah, Red <laughs> Tool. Yeah. It's, the thing is, like that character, you roll your eyes at it when you hear about it, but he's actually quite a fun character to read. Um, that that's one of the things that I enjoyed, and um, when I was reading Harley Quinn like a couple of years back, mm. I thought he was a fun character. No, he is. Um, Superior Spider-Man, I have this weird thing with where... Oh, I, I hate that book. Man. I, I like, generally... I don't give a shit about it now. It's been so long. And <laughs> the thing is, he's not he's not in Peter's body anymore, kind of. Um, so, and it it's not interesting to me anymore. You know, that whole concept of the character. Yeah. It's basically just Doctor Octopus, but in a young body now. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you've got that Anna Maria thing going on, but... Even she doesn't want anything to do with that prick. It's like the art's bad. The the the, the story's the just art is bad. The story wasn't uninteresting. I liked the battle. I didn't know if he was going to win. I, I I wasn't spoilers, but I I didn't know how it was going to end. And there's something there. They've got enough of a thread to pull me along. And I think it's a nostalgic feel for me. Like mm. I like this character. Just reread the original by Dan so, Slott. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I think I like the original character so much. I just want more. Just like when, like when we went to see Justice League and Batman was on the screen for the first time, and you saw me go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy to see him. Like, oh, he's on the screen! I'm just happy that I'm reading a Superior Spider-Man. It probably is te- te- terrible in the grand scheme of things, but no, it is like something it. I'm. I'm. It's a very much a possibly a guilty pleasure. Um, other than that, no, we genuinely touched on. Everything, but I, I am having this thing at the moment where Spider Man is. I, I'm Spider Man's becoming my new, fa- nearly my new favorite character over Batman. Whoa! It's it's hard. The battle is there, man, and they're very different characters as well. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're my top two, but Batman's always been my number one. Um, but yeah, Spider Man is following closely up the rear. The only, <laughs> the only problem is Spider Man. Name of your sex tape. He's, he's got so many fuck. There's so many fucking spider books out at the moment. Is anyone reading Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man? I, I checked out the first issue and it was good, but again, if it was if it was like one of two Spider Man books that were out, then yeah, I'd probably read it. What was the point of it? What's the point of this Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man? It's it's just it's more of a friendly neighborhood Spider Man rather than a. Whatever we've got with Nick Spencer at the moment. What? Just like him? <laughs> just like someone's had their handbag robbed. Right, um, how can I describe this? Like, you, you've not really read the Dan Slot Spider-Man run, have you? Uh, no, I did. Wait, which one? The one where he owns a tech company? Yeah, have you read all of that? I read a lot of it, and then I had to stop when I quit my job. So I stopped around the time um, he just... 
they just they just uh, got past. It was like the Zodiacs. The Zodiac. Uh, that was way early on. Oh, was it? I yeah, stopped yeah, after yeah. that. Any, anyway, we're sort of digressing here. Um, yeah, Spider books, far too many. Um, like you said, what came out? Spider-Man Life, Life Story. Life Story, that's um, out soon. Symbiote Spider-Man's coming out. Oh, is it? Um, you've got Miles Morales. You've got, obviously, ASM. Miles Morales Spider-Man. We didn't talk about Miles Morales Spider-Man. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I read issue one. It was good. Oh. Sladin but... Ahmed's a very good writer. It's the, both the writing and the art in this were Oh, gorgeous and beautiful. Again, uh, this is why maybe Spider-Man is creeping above Batman, because his alternates are <laughs> just like... That's not fair. I know I know it's not fair, <laughs> but unfortunately, life, life sucks, bro. His parents got killed. He's, he knows that. It, this Miles Morales Spider-Man is really good as well, and it is a different character. And I love the team-ups. The art was amazing. And what I said on my podcast, which is the most unusual thing, I... Did not realize that such a story could be wrapped up so nicely in three mm-hmm. issues, and that's a, that's a talented writer that it is pull that off. Very much is. I just remembered Spider Gwen, right? Oh, that is, it, is it Ghost Spider or oh, Spider Gwen? God, don't get me fucking started on Go, that. I saw Ghost Spider was available yesterday. Ghost Spider is so bad that book, man. I read the first couple of issues. The, right, they always do this with Spider Man books. They launch a new title in the middle of an event, so those first few issues are tied in I'm doing air quotes for the podcast listeners here <laughs> tied into the main event now in the case of Ghost Spider again air quotes um, this it, it didn't matter at all basically what happened in Spider-Geddon was at the start of the event she got transported away into a different dimension a different earth whatever and then the first four issues of that that book played out in that dimension and then she came back into Spider-Geddon for the end of the event and Miles was like, oh, is that you, Gwen? Oh, we thought you were dead. Are you some kind of ghost spider? And oh. it's like, honestly, mate, it's oh, it's awful. Um, but the book itself, um, it, it, it had me for the first couple of issues, but nothing of relevance at all happened in that, that story for it to impact the character in any way. And now the artist has switched. I mean, I didn't know what was going on with the art beforehand anyway, but, nah. but now it's just even worse. I mean, I know Ben Allen, friend of the pod and guest of the pod, if you're listening to this, you, you, you don't agree with me on this. You're a big fan of this artist, but me? No. I mean, he's a weeb, like, isn't he? So <laughs> he, loves, he loves that kind of thing. But for me, no, I, I hate it. Um, I've stopped reading Spider-Gwen and all Spider-Books apart from ASM. Anyway, anyway. digressing. Let's talk about... You know, we've finally got round to this. Volume 2 of The Ultimates. It's called Homeland Security. came out in 2006. Written by Mark Millar. Brian Hitch is on pencils. And Paul Neary is on inks. Now, I thought this was a lot better than Volume 1. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome and a really great yeah. comic story. Yeah. Um, Feast for the Eyes as well. Love the art in it. Yeah. Brian Hitch. Um, it, it just works for this completely. See, I think what works with this... Um, is the commitment that Miller's made to how the characters are. Oh, so yeah, in the first yeah. one, the big problems we had were like, is Captain America a bit of like a, a pig? Like a... a, a misogynist. A, a, a bit, not so much... Almost, no, not so much a misogynist. A pig, he's a bit racist. Um, <laughs> well, actually, you bring and that he, Oh, maybe he's a bit, because he goes, what are you, girls? You can get... <laughs> you know, like that. Um, and that the... And that the um, that the Hulk is a bit of a weird sexual tyrant, and 
and everything. Well, in this, like... But I they mean, commit to it. Oh, yeah, they commit That's what I mean, they commit, and it yeah, works. Yeah. Like the, my favourite line in, in the entirety of this I know book, what you're going to say. Captain America. America, yeah. yeah. Does you think this A stands for France? Oh, amazing. That's my favourite line. Yeah. I've got I, think I, laughed, I think I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> and then I think Eve looked at me. I was like, I can't tell you why I'm laughing. You'll hate me. Um, and then the other good line is like um, Hulk leaping up. But unlike in the other book where Hulk says something weird like, Hulk has massive green penis and wants to clone you. Hulk horny. Hulk horny. Or something. Hulk, or something. Just goes, Hulk straight. <laughs> yeah. I, and I like that. I was like, yeah, commit to it. Just go. I mean, you're talking about Malar, like, um, he really pushes the boundaries um, in the comic medium, you know, for example, Kick-Ass, and a lot of people, it's not to their taste, but I like him. Yeah. Because, like you say, he writes arsehole characters really well, um, and this, it just hits my, sw- my sweet spot, you know. I I get the kind of same impression from, um, I've, t- I've said this before, maybe on the previous book we looked at. But what's his name? It was Preacher and um, the boys. Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. He, he does a very Garth ennis thing of making a character and people interpret that as, oh, you're a sexist writer. Oh, you're a... Te-. No, the character, character yeah. is sexist. The pr- and it, it's, it's, it's very similar to... I think his biggest problem with the first one is he's got to develop the characters mm-hmm. and lay the cement down so much it comes off like the boys, which a lot of people I've read online, like our Garth Ennis fans, don't like the boys because they think it's just Garth Ennis trying to be shock, as much yeah. shock as possible. This comes off more like Preacher, where it's, it is shocking, but the characters are developed now and that makes sense for the characters. And I, I don't read, try and read between the lines and try and find if Mark Millar is like this. I just think these characters are just terrible people yeah. in some respects of their lives but I mean one of my, some of the best scenes in this like Captain America taking out Ant-Man is believable yeah I at first I was like once he, he was like why would you want to make him grow and then you realise hold on it's perfect for him because he'll move too slow then and he'll he'll think he's got the upper hand and I'm watching him totally take out um, take him out in that builder's yard and like, fucking just drop a load of pipes on him, and uh, like that bit where he's walking away going, "How big do you feel now?" I love that. Yeah, I felt yeah. that was proper justice to being done. I really like the way that he um, did Hawkeye and Black Widow as well in this. Like, he introduced these new characters, um, and they really hold their own on the team. Like, they're the two least believable characters, uh, you know, in the Avengers because they don't have any superpowers. Mm. And they really hold their own in this, and I thought he did them perfectly. I thought Black Widow kicked ass. You know, she had some great one-liners as well. Um, and the addition, uh, the Maximoff twins, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, the, the, the twiniest storyline ever. <laughs> it was like, ew. Like, they're so, like, it's so gross. It's, I mean, I've never seen it, but it's so Game of Thrones, isn't it? That yeah. Whole, you know, uh Twin very very close twins. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I loved it. I, I I loved the evil alien Nazis probably more than I should have. Yeah, I like uh, alien <laughs> alien Nazis. I was totally on board with that. Uh, I I loved uh, the bit when Thor like used the lightning and his hammer to lead the anti-war and environmentalist protesters. It's like so fucking kick ass. Oh, it's the bit where he goes. I thought this guy was a pacifist, and he goes, "Yeah, a pacifist with a big hammer." <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it was just fun, man. The, like, uh, yeah, it, it, that's the thing. I think this is what the difference was between this book and the last book. Mm. The last book was so serious. And it had some weird bits in it with the whole um, domestic abuse thing. Um, yeah. The, the fight, the weird fight that escalated into like a superhero battle between Hank and Janet. Yeah. That made me go, what? Uh, but this didn't have anything like that in it. It was just everything made sense. Everything had a purpose and a reason. There were some great character developments. Everyone was an arsehole. And I, I feel like this is my favourite version of the Avengers. The Ultimates. Like, I just, it just does it for me, man. It's very Watchmen-esque. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's they like, don't get on. It's like my Avengers in the movies. That's great. I love that. But in the comics, I want to read the Ultimates. Yeah, it, see, this is what this kind of dynamic is. What's popular at the moment? So you got this um, X Men because they don't get along. That's kind of like why people originally like the X Men movies. I, I feel you got a t- superheroes, but they have issues with each well, other. It's the family dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's why Umbrella Academy is proper to k- took off because again, it's this dynamic mm. of a, a, a team. That don't families. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, and that's why the, the adaptation of the boys for TV will, I'm predict, will actually do pretty well mm-hmm. because it's going to take what we currently know about the superhero genre and just play off all the cliches. And like I said, people think that maybe he was too harsh back then and was just trying to be shock value. Now it might actually because superhero, uh, superhero and comics are in such the mainstream it will come off as being much cleverer than it probably originally was written to be. Yeah, I think the world's ready for that kind of story now. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I read in an interview with Jared that um, it's actually in that NME um, promo mag that I oh, gave yeah. him. He was saying how originally Umbrella Academy was meant to come out before the Watchmen movie. Um, really? Yeah, but the the world, I don't think, was ready for that at the time. You know, what it would have been the first like postmodernism superhero thing. Yeah. But then along came the Watchmen movie. I think it holds a lot of parallels. I think Jared takes a lot from the Watchmen um, for the Umbrella Academy. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? It's like looking back. It, it, it's like what happens after the whole superhero thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of you know, the Minutemen and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like after after the honeymoon. Yeah, honeymoon's over. But then you get the flashbacks at the same time, so you get the best of both worlds, really. Uh, but yeah, anyway, ultimate great book. Um, five out of five stars for me. Loved it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a shame that, um, uh, that, that that this was it. Really, I don't know if there was anything after this. No, I, I I did look at it. I don't think there yeah. was anything. That's after this. They just started killing heroes, and unfortunately, Ultimate Universe when a hero dies. When he dies, he dies, <laughs> and that's why. Apart he... from Peter Parker with Ultimate Spider-Man, but oh, that's another subject. Well, no, he did. He died. Yeah, but he came back. They oh. brought him back. What? Yeah. Anyway, it's, that's a topic for. Another... You're ruining Ultimate Spider-Man for You're me. You're not going to read it. I am. And Miles Morales have said I'm going to go back and catch mm. up on all that. All right. You little bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Living up to my name. The spoiler. King of spoilers. Oh, the spoiler <laughs> strikes again. Thanks, mate. So, um, Have you been reading any... Sorry, just before we wrap up. Have you been reading any of the Star Wars? No, um, I, I fell off Star Wars a long time ago. Afra is still going um, somehow. Afra is still going. Apparently that's dead good. Um, I read the Darth Maul mini. Um, oh, I, I did too. I started reading Darth Vader again. I didn't think there was any point in the Darth. I didn't understand why. Dar- the- I thought Darth Maul was a good... Good yeah. book. It's just um, that single issue, you mean? 
Well, it was like a, a single trade that came out. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about. So they brought all them singles issues, didn't single so issues? It didn't was they? like a five issue mini of Darth Maul, I think. Yeah, no, I got six. that. I liked yeah, that. Yeah. But what I mean is, they brought out like last month. There was, there was all of them. There was uh, Dooku. Um, oh yeah. And Maul, the a single issue ones. Oh, one shots. One shots. Oh no, I didn't know about I, that. I, I think they're called the Old Republic. Oh yeah, I did like see that. that. I did see that. And yeah. I just I got the Darth Maul one, and yeah. it was kind of. I could have wrote that. It was oh. like fan fiction. You could have wrote that. It was nothing special. So God knows what fucking Dooku's going to be like. No, um, unfortunately I fell off Star Wars comics a while back because they kept they kept bringing out more and more. And I'm the type of guy that like I have to read all of it. Yeah. Um, so I just couldn't keep up and never come a bank account. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll trade weight on them. And I've never caught up. Um I've even got Wikipedia bookmarked in my browser to, <laughs> to catch up on the order to read them in. I am. Can um, you send me that link? Because I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do them soon. In the build up to episode nine, oh, I'm yeah, gonna do a yeah. few Star Wars things. But yeah, that that main title, that Star Wars run, was really strong. Um, Still going. Who was the fucking writer? Isn't that again? Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Darth Darth Vader. It's the same people that was on. Um, uh, that was another. I always get the names confused. Like Kieran it's Gillen. Kieran Gillen, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that Darth Vader book was good as well. I keep meaning, want to watch the new ones. Like, there's there's one with. Give, there's something about putting a hero that you know, or a villain that you know, on a horse that makes them much more majestic and makes me want to read it. So, like, Daredevil on a horse, that looks good. John Wick 3, he's on a horse. That looks good. In Darth, in this new Darth Vader, they've put him on like a space horse. <laughs> space and horse. And it looks amazing. Well, mate, if you like if you like characters on horses, you're gonna like uh, Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine. Don't ruin it for oh, me. Yeah, Is get, there some horseplay? You get Western Spidey at some point. Oh, mate. Honestly, there's just so many variations on both of the characters. Oh, I'm gonna love this now. It's, then. Um, wow. Yeah. I, actually, yeah. I'm gonna say it now. That'll be probably the next book club. <laughs> okay. Um, Starship Spider-Man and Wolverine by Jason Aaron. Um, speaking of Jason Aaron, he is the writer on Star Wars. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. And art is by John Cassidy, which is beautiful stuff. Cassidy. Yeah. Um, oh, Kieran Gillen is now writing Star Wars. Oh! Full circle. There you go. So, and on that note... Let's, let's wrap it up. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you for joining me, Jub. No problem. Um do you have anything you want to plug? Where can the listeners find you and your wonderful ramblings if if they aren't enough on the show? <laughs> Go to Undead Comic Cast to listen to my personal uh, podcast where I do review comics but with no spoilers and I just rant about shite that's been happening to me in my life. Normally, stuff that's happened around the website itself which is talknerdy.uk where we've got the trilogy going back to Star Wars which is the prequels with a... Uh, Dan Bibby and the Aesthetic Knobs, which is a band that I'm in. They are prequel heads. One of them was um, one member, uh, but he's so young. They were his first Star Wars. They were my first Star Wars too. We the prequels. To, we have talked about this, yeah. You never watched... What? Yeah, because this is your reaction last Maybe time. I've, I've deleted I've, this I, terrible well, memory I'm out of my sure head. I'm pretty sure we recorded it on one of the last podcasts as well. We mentioned Star Wars, and oh. you were like, what, you watched the prequels before the originals? And I was like, yeah. Oh, you're I never, a horrible I didn't person. used to watch old films when I was a kid. Like, that wasn't a thing. Like, But even school, like, in school, like, I'm, I'm yeah, like... Um, when it was raining outside, they would put Star Wars no, on. No, not in Southport, mate. 
Well, what did you have instead? Cats the musical. We used to watch Disney, like Beauty and the Beast and oh, that. Fucking, well, I'm watching... It, Star Wars ended up being Disney, so right. suck on that. But yeah, and then obviously this month, we're going to... There's so many films coming out. There's Hellboy, uh, Shazam, and obviously Endgame. And me and Gaz will be doing full spoiler reviews of all of them. But yeah, it's all on talknerdy.uk or at talknerdyuk for us on any social media. Awesome. Back to you, Chris. What about your personal stuff? Oh, personal stuff. If oh. people want to get personal with you. I mean, you can follow me at JB Dirtstar, but I don't really post much on that on the Instagram. It's just normally what shoes I've bought. Or like a new t-shirt. And maybe a normal book is what I've written. Um, and on Twitter, if you follow me at ProJub, I just literally put puns and say real stuff, atheist stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield and on Twitter at Chris Wakefield Zero and if you want to get in touch with the show uh, you can email me Chris's Comics Podcast at gmail.com that's Chris's with two S's don't ask me why <laughs> <laughs> actually it is grammatically we do, correct yeah, I, I actually looked deeper into this and yeah. it turns out it's one of those things that's fluid so if you it's, don't do it's, it it's, um, it's not correct yeah. if you do it it's, it's, it's correct it doesn't matter how you do it they're both correct mm. So yeah. So yeah. But uh, you opted for with, SS with an so. S apostrophe S. You can also listen to all the old episodes at chriscomicspodcast.com and we're on um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Just search for the show name there, or you'll find the link on the Instagram page. Uh, I've also got a Facebook, so go and give that a like. And yeah, I think that's it. Let's let's plug our friends over the pond though, since, since we're representing them on our shirts today. Yeah. Uh, go and check out Skeleton Crew. Slash Leal Legacy. Um, Skeleton Crew is the, the, the merchandise side of it. Uh, me and JB are currently wearing their shirts. I've got a lovely um, Darth, Darth, Vader. Darth Vader one on with the skull on half the head. And uh, JB's wearing the baseball narcissistic tendency shirt. Which I do believe is the only one in existence. Oh, so people can't buy that? Can't now. buy this exactly. No, you can, but it doesn't say Skeleton Crew brand on it anymore. Oh, I, I think see. it says Leo Legacy brand wow. or something else. I, I literally was the only person to get this. Only one in the world. That is cool, man. You've yeah. got like, a custom Leo Legacy yeah. shirt. And I've already got like holes in it. <laughs> Hotties. Hey! <laughs> yeah, so go and check out um, the clothing side of that is... Uh, it's Leal Legacy. Is it all at LealLegacy.com? Yeah. Yeah, so the podcasts and the clothing, you can find it at LealLegacy.com. Uh, check out Undead... What, what's it fucking called? Nerd, Nerd Cult Underground. I'm getting all of our show names mixed <laughs> up because they released the last episode. Nerd Cult like, Undead Comic Crypt <laughs> Cast. <laughs> Chris's cast. Yeah, like, um, go and check out their podcast. Uh, great dudes. Phil Mouse and Jay Leal. Thanks for always giving us shout-outs. I know we... Sometimes forget to talk about you on the podcast. Um, it's not because we we don't love you. It's just because we're bad people. Um, so go and check them out and join us next time. Well, we're probably going to be talking about Spider-Man and Wolverine. So, yeah. Anything you want to say, Joe, before we wrap it up? Um, I never speak before I wrap it up. Oh, right. Okay. I, just, I just wrap it up and just go for JB's it. JB's off to see Captain Marvel for I the am. second time now, which <laughs> is despicable. That film is awful. Anyway, goodbye! Piss <laughs> <laughs> off.